2: Welcome back. Hour number two. Momentarily, we're going to get into the Packers. We did the Vikings earlier with John Shipley. Packers momentarily with Dave Sinekin. They play Sunday night football. Tomorrow, we'll hear uh, from Mitch Holtis on the Chiefs. And uh, Jeff Hughes on the Bears. Mm -hmm. So we'll get all the local teams, the regionals. The 2-0 Bears. The 2-0 Bears. 2-0 Packers in just a second. I want to ask Dave Sinekin what he thinks of those 2-0 Bears. Are they for real or are they a fake 2-0? Then we'll uh, uh, get the uh, Hawks with Mark Morehouse as we take you up until noon. He's Dave Sinekin the theheadcheese.com. You buying those 2-0 Chicago Bears, Dave Sinekin?
1: No, I'm selling. Um, last I heard, Mr. Trubisky's still the quarterback, right? He is. As far as I
2: know. Unfortunately. Yeah, no, I'm
1: selling. I think they're fraudulent. We all know what happened on in Detroit. That was a early gift from uh, the folks in Detroit that like to give gifts to their <laughs> NFC North opponents. No, I mean, they're a terrific defense, no question, but I'm not buying the 2-0 start. I don't think they're a playoff team when all's
3: set. Uh. Yeah, you know what the Lions do. They did it a couple of times last year, the Packers, and jumped out to a 14-0 lead before the Packers came roaring back here. Devontae Adams, let's start right there. An important piece to what they do offensively, that wide receiver crew. We've seen some things. Valdez Scantling, Alan Lazard, they they have some pieces, but it all starts with number 17, Adams. What can you tell us about his injury?
1: Well, all the reports after the game were that it was minor, the hamstring injury, and that he wanted to come back in. He was lobbying to come back in, but the lead had gotten to a point where there was no point risking a hamstring. Uh, and they showed him a lot on the sidelines. He didn't look like he was in distress. Um, but you don't know how much of that is you know, them trying to keep the Saints honest. I mean, if, if Adams doesn't play Sunday night, it wouldn't shock me at all. He didn't practice yesterday. Uh, That doesn't mean a lot just yet. He's not the kind of guy that needs to to practice. If he does not practice tomorrow, if he doesn't practice all week, uh, they'll probably still list him as questionable. But I would be uh, surprised if he plays. I think he needs to be on the practice field. But I just don't know how coy the Packers are playing this. My hunch sits, um, but I certainly hope, obviously, that he's out there in a, in a tough road test against a much better defense than Green Bay's faced so
2: far. Yeah, the, the, although on the other side, conversely, uh, the quarterback, Drew Brees, and, and I don't know if you've seen, I'm sure you saw uh, the Saints, are, uh, their last outing, it was not good. Drew Brees in particular does not look like the same guy, Dave Sinekin. Sad when guys seemingly stick around a year too long. At least two games into the season, it appears – Drew Brees may be falling into that court category. as guys who stuck around a year too long.
1: Yeah, didn't we kind of notice it late last year, the way their offense really slowed down? And then in that Vikings playoff game, he, he didn't look anything like the comfortable in the pocket Drew Brees we grew accustomed to. And then again, now last week he was playing on eight days rest and looked obviously kind of old and washed. And mm-hmm. now he's playing this game on six days rest. And that can't be helpful either, I, I think you know, for what the Saints want to do, they kind of match up well with Green Bay, because the Pack's defense is dominated on the outside with Alexander and King, and what he does now is just dump balls off to his back and finds slot receivers, and that's where defense, uh, the Packers' defense, I think, is actually a bit more susceptible. So I don't see this as the game where he tries a lot of downfield shots with those two corners. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, But, yes, big picture kind of feels like the end is near for Drew Brees, and you know, I don't know. Would it be shocking if Jameis Winston gets a no. shot? He actually bench Drew Brees? I mean, I, I think we might see that come in a few weeks if it doesn't change. You know,
2: I was. Peyton Manning got benched, Dave. Yeah, and, and
3: got yeah, the right. job back. Yeah, but
2: right. I think it's a
3: reality. And the backup in Jameis Winston, a lot better than Brock Osweiler sitting behind him. <laughs> also, and had given him a little bit of a push there. You know, I was looking at the schedule, and when we looked at the Packers' road schedule before the year, game one, you have to go to the Vikings. This game against the Saints, Buccaneers, Texans, 49ers, Colts, all those teams I don't think are as good as was anticipated before the year. Suddenly, the 13-3, and three, oh, they can't do that again this year. Maybe that's not that big of a stretch, Dave.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I was looking at it, too, because we always qualify before a season when we're thinking about the season that this team, on paper, we always use that hmm. prepositional phrase, on paper. And it really already after two weeks. Now, again, a lot could change between now and November. We all know that. But, yeah, it doesn't look as daunting. I, I still think, you know, San Francisco, as long as uh, Garoppolo is back in there and they figure a few things out with their injuries on defense, that's still going to be a tough place late in the year. And Tampa Bay looks like that defense was legit yep. as well. But, no, I agree. I mean, early on I thought two and two with those two road games in Minnesota and New Orleans might be – all we can hope for. And then the second quarter with Houston, Tampa, San Francisco, all in a four-week span, the thing could kind of get away from Green Bay and maybe they'll be lucky to be 4-4, four and four, well, now I've got stars in my eyes. Now I'm thinking maybe 6-2 at be halfway point, mm-hmm. then, yeah, that maybe 12, 13 wins might be doable. But I'm not getting too caught up in the 2-0 start because I do think the Vikings and Lions are, are not good teams, and I do think we'll know a lot more about Green Bay. Uh, after the next three or four games, that's a
2: good point. You know, David, I'm sure this isn't a topic right now because they are two and zero, and they are in a division where yep, the Bears are two and zero, but they don't feel like it. And you just mentioned the Lions and the Vikings, and those are two bad football teams. So the the fact that you know the 2020 draft and and the and the guys that were drafted, we knew Jordan Love was n- not going to make an impact this year, but. As you go through the draft class, I mean, Dylan hasn't done much yet. Um, not, none of them, for the most part. Am I missing anybody? Has there been an impact player? You want to get two or three out of every draft, and I think Glove will be that guy at some point. Uh, but so far, they have not made an impact, or am I missing one?
1: No, well, nobody you would know. I, I think um, the big surprise has been Chris Barnes, the former UCLA linebacker, undrafted, who started from week one and had two tackles for loss in 15 snaps in week one, and was really noticeable second in the team in tackles in week two. So standing next to Kirksey there, we didn't know what to expect. And Chris Barnes, a rookie out of UCLA who actually grew up, went to high school with Jordan Love, has really stepped into that role and been noticeable. And the third-round pick, uh, Josiah DeGuara, who missed last week, but was a real factor in week one, he's going to be kind of a, the Kyle Juszczyk of this 49ers-themed mm. uh, offense. And I think... The coaches just rave about what he does. We saw a block that was all over YouTube where he took out two Vikings on one play. He caught a ball, uh, had one just with his fingers. That's a kid that that bears watching because I think the coaching staff really thinks he could make an immediate impact, and and A.J. Dillon, I think, will at some point. I I mean, if somebody goes down ahead of him, I think he's proven on just a few carries that he's going to be a a, a real nice-looking running back, but no, this offense has not needed new parts guys we all talked about no targets for Aaron Rodgers and and I was of that opinion that year two in this system everyone's going to feel more comfortable and certainly number 12 does mm-hmm. can't stop talking about it and you know a thousand yards and 85 points in two games no turnovers just one three and out it's been a perfect start and it starts with number 12 and a really good offensive line now when you got the quarterback in the offensive line You don't necessarily need a whole bunch of high-priced skill position players.
2: Prime time for the Packers next couple of weeks, Sunday night in New Orleans, home to Atlanta before they head into their bye week. Dave Sinekin, com. Packer Preview, K-F-A-N, the Vikings flagship every Sunday morning, and he's been there every Sunday morning for 25 years. Thank you, Dave Sinekin. Always fun guys. Take it easy. Talk to you next week. Appreciate it. Dave Sinnekin, theheadcheese dot com. As so we take a look at two of the regional teams today, two of them tomorrow. Well, uh, we've been teasing these point spreads that came mm-hmm. out for the Hawkeyes, uh, Elite Sportsbook, which is at Riverside. Yes. Are else, they anywhere else? Quad cities. In the Quad Cities, okay. Yes, Tom Caker was very excited to tell me that. So where in the Quad Cities are they are they in that casino sure. that's on what's the casino that's right on I I don't even know what it is. I've never stopped. It hasn't. But you know the one I mean. Yeah, no, it's right on the yeah, interstate. Yep. I wonder who's in there. Maybe that's them. It could be. Yeah. Well, anyways, Elite Sportsbook. Uh, look, come January first, you don't have to go to either any of these places to sign up. You can sign up from your couch with any of them. Don't have to go to Jefferson to become a DraftKings customer. Don't have to go to all the way to Lakeside or Altoona to become a William Hill. Uh, you can do it from your couch. Elite Sportsbook. Catfish second, bend with points bet? There's another one that's very popular. It is. And I, they always
3: have a whole host of different A lot of, of good props. offers. Yes. A lot of good offers. Shop there. around. And that's what it's going to be. in this marketplace, you think it's competitive now? January 1st, when you can come to the biggest population base in the state, and you don't have to drive to Iowa right. City. You don't have to make that drive yep. to Burlington and open an account. I think it's going to be even more. And I, I've loved it. I said to you from the get-go, I'm, we're talking now 13 months that we've had this. Elite Sportsbook, putting these lines out. They did it last year also with Iowa State, which I haven't seen this year. They did have them during the summertime before uh, when it looked like maybe we were going to get a full schedule. But it's just such a good idea. This is what people want. They put it on want, a line for every game. They want to bet their team. Right. They want to look at these lines. And... Let's get into them, because I I think there's some
2: lines to attack here on the surface. All right, so I'm anxious to hear this. Uh, Purdue is a a nine-and-a-half-point dog. I mean, Iowa goes to Purdue, and Purdue gets nine-and-a-half points. That's a bad line trend, I think. I I can't understand it.
3: If you would power rank this even a year ago, okay. But that was an incredibly—they had so much injury, bad luck last year, Purdue did. That's not going to happen this season. I don't think it is. Brom is going to find a quarterback because he always does, even if Rondell Moore doesn't play. David Bell had two hundred yards receiving Kinnick last year. They continually come up with game plans. They scheme incredibly well to beat Iowa. Nine and a half at Purdue, all day long. Give me the Boilermakers. Yeah, I, and I this like this line. Plumber. If if you and me were opening up a casino and we had to put this line up. Uh,
2: I would be a slight favor, but not nowhere near that much. I don't. I don't think I would go over a field goal. That's what I was thinking. Three, three and a half. I, I was Rhythm two, City. Somebody just texted me. Rhythm City is the name of that
3: casino. I'd be two and a half, three. I don't think I'd even give it more than a field goal. So, I love this one. This is, in fact, I think my favorite play. Purdue plus the nine and a half. The week two one, another one that I think is head scratching. Northwestern getting fourteen That's a and a lot half. of points. Trent, it's
2: a ton. Mm-hmm. They were as bad as you can imagine last year offensively northwestern was All right so here's the here's the question we know that it's a big 10 rule not a team by team rule mm-hmm. um that game is August or October 31st, correct? Yep. We now know that uh, Jamie Pollard announced this morning that they're going to have up to 15,000 fans. Oh, I see where you're well, going. I just wonder where the Big Ten's going to go. I mean, how long are they going to, will they hold firm on that? This isn't a conference that, uh, <laughs> uh, it's not that you haven't walked back anything <laughs> right. uh, in the uh, last few weeks. Because so,
3: initially they did say no full season, all long season. Right. It wasn't even, you know, for the opener, it was all season long. I think they are going to stick to that, though. You do. I, I believe that was a caveat that, in order to get it back, we're going to put this in place. And we're going to keep this in place all season long. Michigan State gets four and a half as they come to Kinnick. That's another one that jumps off the page. Michigan State's going to be awful. terrible, just just awful. Yeah. Speaking of offensive ineptitude, that's another program. We'll see Rocky Lombardi. It's yep. finally his job, and it, it's easy to root for the Iowa kid to get it done. But well, maybe not that week. Not that week, and he has struggled at the quarterback position. I love Iowa. Only have to lay four against Michigan State. I, I think they roll in that
2: one. Uh, off to Minnesota, where they uh, get two. Uh, tight line, two points. I, I think they're probably right here. Yeah, I could see pick them. I could see three somewhere in that range. It's a coin flip game.
3: Yep, it's a coin flip game. It'll come down to turnovers, a play or two. I think these are just two very evenly matched teams. We saw it in Kinnick. Yes, I was one five consecutive, but there's been tight games in there too. I was going to have to play well in order to pull that one what out. What are
2: you going to do with Penn State the following week? Penn State's a uh,
3: touchdown favorite. I, I really like especially if Parsons comes back. Micah Parsons is mm-hmm. back. Top with, five pick. With what they already have. Franklin Fairmouth has a number. They, Fairmouth... There's been close games, yes, but yeah. those close games have mostly been in I Iowa missed their opportunity two years ago. They were a better team than Penn State. They should have been up in that game 28-3. to They had the wide-open fourth-down pass that was overshot. They should have won that game. That was their opportunity, really, to beat Penn State. I don't see that being the case here in this one. If I had to make a bet, I'd certainly lay the seven and take Penn State. All right. Nebraska comes to town in all likelihood Black Friday, and Nebraska gets a field goal. Probably will be a field goal game again. Was last year. Yeah, last two years. Was it? Yeah, yeah I was needed a last-second field goal to win the last two. I think it's going to be that type of game again. Iowa gets the benefit of the doubt, but this is, I think, a stay away. A lot of people, I think, were surprised at this line. Thought I would be a tick higher. Think it's right. Put it a field goal, and that's what it is.
2: Lovey Smith got the Illini to a bowl game. Trent and they get thirteen as Iowa goes on the road for the final time. Is
3: Lovey going to score a point in Champaign for the first time ever in his career against Iowa? Been shut out twice. Yes, over there. they score. Okay. Yes, do they score enough to
2: cover thirteen? I don't know about that. They got to a bowl game last year. Yeah, they were. They overachieved. They were one of the good stories in college football. Do they step back? Yeah, probably. I think so. Uh, here comes Wisconsin to end the regular season. There could be a Big Ten West title on the line. Wisconsin is only four and a half points favored in this football game.
3: Until I see it, I am not betting the Hawkeyes against the Badgers. Speaking of two years ago, I loved Iowa in that spot. Night game, Kinnick Stadium. Felt like they had the team in Wisconsin had a lot of question marks coming into that late September game. What happens? Well, Nebraska, uh, Wisconsin me, scores late to pull away for that one. Another game, Iowa very well could have had they didn't until I see it against the Badgers. Give me Bucky
2: laying the four and a half. Well, it'll be interesting to see how these lines hold up uh, as we get closer to them. But good for Elite Sportsbooks for putting the Elite Sportsbook for putting this out there. Elite Sports book.com is where you can find them. Uh, they've listed a line as they've done now for back-to-back years on every single one of the Hawkeyes games before the season starts. Trent mentioned they did it for the clones last year. They should do it for both of the local teams. All of them should. It's competition after all. Uh, it's going to make these guys better. It's what it's going to do. It's going to make the sports books better. They're going to have to adapt there. If somebody's got a line out there, uh, one of the other one of the uh, competition is going to have to follow suit. And January first, that's the case again. If, uh, all of those restrictions, if you will, of having to go to a casino uh, before you sign up for your sports betting account, that goes out the window as of January one. Mark Morehouse going to join us next. We'll talk more on Iowa. We'll save some time. We got a Thursday night football game tonight. Deesh. Next week might be worse. Broncos Jets. Broncos. We they, we might have two unbe- two winless teams colliding. A week from tonight. Somebody's got to win. So, and hopefully it's the Jets. Trevor Groot Lawrence, against- baby. Screw Drew Locke. Oh, geez, It's already <laughs> over. Look at that. Throw dirt on the poor uh, kid. He's hurt. No, nah, I'm yeah, I, 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 too early to do that. Anyway, Denver's but if a you live get dog. Tra- if you can get Trevor Lawrence this weekend, they're live dog. Something's really? fishy. Something's fishy. You don't think, I, I think Tampa Bay's going to blow them out of the water. Well, you've said that about your Denver Broncos. And they've covered
3: both times. And they've covered I, both times? I, I get it. I know. You're 0 2. Yep. Pick it against your team. I'm not doing that anymore. They're 0 2, but 2 0 against the spread. Right. How many teams are there that are that way? Um, they might be the only one. Might
2: be. Yeah, got to be because the Jets blown out, <laughs> Vikings, Stankers. Yeah, the Vikings have been blown out. All right, we'll come back with Mark Morehouse, Miller & Condon, until noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 10s. 10... Calm.
0: Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller & Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. Hi, right, so
1: welcome
2: back. 1130 here, Miller & Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM, Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette, gazette Gazette.com, backslash sports. We can read Mark and all of his colleagues over there. Mark, uh, thanks for coming on. How are you, Mark Morehouse? Great, how are you guys? Doing pretty well. Uh, so since the last time we've spoken, um, I guess you haven't had any opportunities, I don't think, other than looking at pictures uh, of, of practice. That's where we stand right now. We're, we're at that portion of the off-season. I guess it's kind of akin to early August when we're looking at still photographs and trying to glean any nugget. What have you gleaned out of uh, looking at pictures so far, Mark, if anything?
0: Nothing, nothing. I don't do that anymore. I don't play the picture game. Uh, especially when there's absolutely no context, and, abs- and actually, there's not even been a spring practice. I, I wish there would have been at least a week of spring, and we could have seen just even a little glimpse then. But right now, you know, it's you know, we you know Spencer Petras is the quarterback. Mm-hmm. We don't know how he's going to do, and he's done every. He's won the postseason. Uh, now he has to play uh, defense. Um, more guys on the defensive line than maybe we thought, and a couple guys from Northern Illinois who probably get in the game now because uh, the year doesn't count. The year is a free year for players, and it'll it'll be interesting. Now, that, that that's a whole other sort of uh, wing of the poker game that 2020 college football has become.
3: Offensive line, there are names that we know in there, including yeah. grad transfer Coy Cronk, a guy that. Comes in from a completely different system. What Indiana does, and it's different than the zone-based scheme, of course, of Iowa and what they do running the football there. Linderbaum, I think, opened a ton of eyes during his redshirt mm-hmm. freshman season. We know when healthy, how talented Alaric Jackson is. Mention the shooter. Well, that's the question. That interior and those guard positions, what does that look like? Is Kyler's shot, do you have him in pencil, in pen, in one of the starting spots?
0: Um. It's a good question. I have him in Penn mm-hmm. simply because if you look at, well, um, I don't think it's out there widely, but uh, the uh, pro football focus, He was I was their best offensive lineman last year really? going off that. So um, he graded a lot higher. Of course, he missed a bunch of games. Um, he got in uh, and the front end. Um, was it the uh, first couple games? Got hurt at, was it before Michigan or at Michigan? Then he missed five games, uh, four or five games. But he graded out really well. Uh, To me, I thought he was terrific in the run game. I thought he held up well in the passing game. I I watched him in the uh, uh, Holiday Bowl, and he took everything that they threw at him, and and they made him move. They made him chase a little bit. He did okay. Um, I thought the guard play in the Holiday Bowl was tremendous, kind of to the point almost where you ask where that was all year. Uh, Mark Hallenberger was terrific. Um, I thought – Uh, shot, came back and had his feet in the ground. I think guard is really interesting. I think uh, uh, Justin Bridge is going to be in there. Uh, Cole Banwert, a a senior who was heard last year. There are a lot of names. I wonder about tackle. Tackle, I think they're a little thin at tackle. Um, I I don't know fully if Kallenberger is a tackle or if Kronk gets that right tackle shot. So uh, they have a lot of names there, and I think there's the competition is going to be good. And I think Trent, you asked the right question. I think the, the line is maybe the conversational centerpiece of this this hurry up and wait uh, off season here.
2: Hmm. You know, Mark, you just lit to something. This is um, you know when we get to the end of the regular season. Normally, the bowl game's over. How many guys are going to put their name in front of the NFL to get that, uh, where where they rank, and uh, they're going to get the feedback from the NFL? This year's talker, once we get to the end of the season, which seniors are going to take advantage of this and come back for another year, right? Because there's a whole bunch of them that, you know, you would think would normally be out of eligibility, but does Kronk come back for another year? Is Keith Duncan going to come back for another year? Dot, dot, dot. That, that's going to be a big talking point, Mark.
0: Yeah, you know what, though? I don't. Uh, I think for most guys, Iowa, uh, you're you're looking at a passage of time and it'll be time to go. And I'm thinking mostly the wide receivers, Brandon Smith, Meer Smith Marset. Probably Keith Duncan, uh, although, you know, basically he was gone for two years, but you know and maybe he's liking this, this perch, but I think he's on the cusp of getting paid and it is so hard to get I mean, Iowa's mm-hmm. had quality kickers yep. who haven't gotten paid in the NFL and I don't know, if Keith does what he did last year, maybe he gets drafted. And I think that would be a great way to get in for a kicker. Uh, but not very many get that. So uh, I, I think the senior thing is interesting for Kronk. Um, here's a guy who will have a shortened swing at the plate. At, you know, the Iowa offensive line finishing school, which I believe was his plan <laughs> the whole time. Right. Come here and get dra- come here and show out and get drafted. So I, I think he's won. Um, and, then, you know, maybe if somebody gets injured – but also, on the other end of that, Ken, I think guys, you know, say Amir starts really hot. You know, say he has like seven touchdowns in, in six games or five games, something like that, um, and, and and 500 receiving yards and maybe a return touchdown.
2: I know where you're going. Does he
0: leave? Does yeah, okay. he leave? You know, does he go, okay, I showed out, um, NFL, it's all good. Now, I doubt it with some of the Iowa guys just because they, you know, they, they seem to be they seem to be dialed in. This this has been a team, I think, that really wants to get to the field and show what it can do. But, yeah, you know, they're, they're both ways. You know, it's kind of like uh, the baseball draft in your high school pitcher. You know, if you, if the money's right, well, you're probably going to leave your buddy.
2: And if Tyler Goodson gets all the reps, what does this do for Makai Sargent? I mean, Goodson's yeah. going to be there next That's, year, too. Mm-hmm. But
0: That's a great question. I think running back is probably the most interesting position on the team. What is it, six or seven guys on scholarship right now? I, that is my next thing, by the way, is uh, is is trying to go through the offense and figuring out, you know, what it could look like. But but uh, I think running back to me, you know, you what the running game in and of itself, offensive line. I think there's a lot of competition and a lot of potential. Running back, I don't know what's there exactly. Tyler Tyler Goodson, I loved everything I saw last year. Wonder about durability. Everybody else, you know, you know, they kind of are what they are. And then there's new guys who we haven't seen play yet. So. Exciting, interesting, but you know, in a shortened season where COVID could shut the door any minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, I imagine they're gonna stick with guys who can get it done. And I I, I wouldn't be shocked if good to see Tyler Goodson get really the full, the long haul here.
3: Boy, it feels like this Iowa offense has more depth. We talked a lot about the wide receiver Even the tight end position, of course, we saw Sam Laporta certainly pop a couple of different times a year ago. But we know how excited they are about the incoming freshman, Elijah Yelverton, who had offers from all over the country, a kid from Texas, Luke Lachey, a great prospect from Ohio, Mia Min, who's a redshirt freshman this year, he was a big prospect. They have depth there. Oh, and Sean Beyer, who we've just heard about for five years now, he's back for his senior season. They're deep at that tight end position. How does that play out?
0: You know, I, it'll be, I imagine they'll, they'll, they won't play as many people as you maybe want to, want to see out there because they are trying to win eight games. And so I, I think they'll go with the guys who have, have shown they can do it. Um, Laporta, obviously, I think is probably, uh, uh, TJ, H- to me, he, I'm, I, I, I see TJ Hawkinson out there with him. I, I, I know that's a huge amount of praise and maybe, maybe, maybe that's something Laporta would, oh, no, why don't you shut up guy? But uh, uh, I, I think they, they shrink the bench there a little bit. I think uh, LaPorta and Sean Beyer get the, the most of the reps. But, Trent, I'm leaving the door open for a guy like Yelverton, a guy who is a physical specimen, who had the high school offers, who might just be, who might just be totally plug-and-play.
2: Uh, Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette. Mark, I, I saw a report that we might know the Friday games as early as this week. Of course, the schedule came out on Saturday. We anticipate the Black Friday is going to be Nebraska and Iowa again, but that might not be the only one. Do you Have you heard when they're going to release those dates? Was the report that it would happen as early as you know later on this week, which is where we're at right now, um, might, they, might those have been wrong? Do you think we're going to have more than one No, uh, non-Saturday yeah, I, game? I,
0: think, I do think there could be more than one. I do think Nebraska, you know, I was playing them on Thanksgiving weekend, lo and behold, so you might as well do that on Black Friday. Uh, At Minnesota, one of the one of the other games was a Friday, and for whatever reason, Minnesota wants seems to want Iowa on that short week. So, i I think that probably happens. Um, but i wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if they snuck another one in. Just uh, uh, this season's on a clock, and and if everybody's healthy, maybe maybe they may just be a little more aggressive on moving up a day. In a
3: six months where the Big Ten has not looked great, they come up with this idea. Some people say Jim Harbaugh was the one that first uh, broached the the subject of the crossover the final week. Everybody plays that final week, regardless if you're in first place or seventh place in your division. I hope it's something that sticks. I think this is a great idea. You can add an extra bye week in there. And if we're talking about health of the student-athletes, that's a big part here. After this season, do you believe this ninth game having a be an open date could this stick?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I wonder how TV uh, uh, receives it, Trent. Uh, if TV likes it, um, well, wouldn't you? If you're the replenish fan, budgets, wanna,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. If you want to flood the zone with yep. a, a full weekend of uh, games and, and sort of a seeded tournament every year, I, I think you make that. You know. I I like the end. I like uh, Black Friday being the end for Iowa. I I, I like that. This is a guy who uh, I enjoyed Minnesota being the end for Iowa. Mm -hmm. But if you kind of open it up the next week and have that ninth conference game, I think everyone would be good with that. I think fans would like it. Um, uh, I, I think you kind of set yourself up, and I hate to use this word, and I hate to tease people like this, but you set yourself up for maybe some sort of relegation system, mm-hmm. where maybe some team starts somewhere else, and, and maybe they mess around with divisions. I don't know, but uh, it does. It's intriguing, Trent. And uh, as a fan of the uh, living in this region my entire life, being a fan of Big Ten football, of course. Uh, I would watch Rutgers and Illinois over any ACC championship game yeah. they could think of.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I can't go there.
0: <laughs> I can't Wait go there. Wait a minute. Except, for, except except this year, if it's Clemson and Notre Dame, that's watchable. Yes. But if it's Clemson and uh, any sort of rut, ratty Florida State team at this point. It's
2: 48-7. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, or Duke or whatever ball of crap they're going to throw yeah. out there. I don't want to see it. I don't care. I'd rather watch, I'd rather watch the uh, continuation or the end. Of the season of the teams that I care about,
3: I, I, with that now maybe Rutgers is a hill too far, but Illinois, Indiana <laughs> playing for sixth place, yeah, I'm in. Now, now we also have to figure out a tier system. We know every Big Ten award has a name connected to the past here, yeah. so you play for the, what's the fifth place team? Right, playing for you're, you're playing for. Let's go down the list a little bit for the Lee Corso fifth place trophy. You know he had a decent run at Indiana. Bill Mallory. You're playing for sixth place for that one and seventh place. Well, who would it be? Who's the worst coach in Big 10 history? Denny Green. I don't think he won a game when he was oh, at Northwestern. Todd Licklider, can we lot. put him in the mix?
2: <laughs> I love that.
0: <laughs> but Not, I do like I, I do like the the, the tongue and cheek thing. Um maybe the league if you did it honorably, the league might get into it, but if you had fun with it, yeah, then that, I I'm down with that and and let's you know, let's have a little fun. Let's drop our guard a little bit, and let's change the the, you know, change how we you know. This is a great time for, for college football to, to morph into something yeah. a little bit different. Well, we're and, seeing that already, Mark. We're maybe, seeing that need the schedule the teeth.
2: Yeah, we're we're seeing we're seeing schools that don't need twelve years to schedule a game. Right, yeah, yeah. they can
1: actually do it in a week,
2: <laughs> uh, which is new.
0: So, so to, to yeah, your point, yeah, that's that mask has been ripped off, Ken. I, yeah, I, you know what? I'm all for it.
2: I, as am I. So to your po- bo- both of you guys, do you give up a non-conference game? Do you still play 12, or is this a 13th game? No, it, you still you play need- 12. Gotcha. And, and then- you have
3: eight games scheduled in your conference. The yep. last game isn't scheduled until okay. you find out what place gotcha. they're in.
2: Okay. But why don't right. you play 13 bring
3: more money to the table? Because you get to get an NCAA waiver, and then everybody will start playing 13 games.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. More
2: football's good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you, then you could throw you throw in another bye between mm-hmm. – well, I guess they just go right into the conference title games after after uh, Black Friday. But, you know, why not? You know, I, I kind of like uh, uh, I like the competition. And if I'm the Big Ten, I flex my muscles a little bit there. Mark you have Mo- a network. To, you have a network. Yes, you off. do.
2: <laughs> Absolutely do. Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette. I'm looking forward to watching Channel 610 again. It's been a while since I've been on <laughs> BTN on DTV. Thank you, Mark Morehouse. Appreciate it.
0: You bet, guys. Thanks for having me
2: on. Yeah, good to talk to you. Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette. So you still play your uh, your three non-cons. Mm-hmm. You play eight Big Ten games. Yep. And then at the end is your crossover. Yeah.
3: So you play for...
2: On ch- and you do this on championship
3: On weekend? championship week, where there isn't a whole lot of games. TV networks are looking for inventory. And if you get inventory, not the Rutgers-Illinois game, but Iowa and Penn State are playing for third. Yeah, Would have been Michigan-Iowa last year. Michigan-Iowa? That's yeah. a pretty good game yeah. when, well, do I watch this Conference USA championship, the Sun Belt championship, or those two teams? I think we know where certainly the eyeballs would be going for that one. So now we just got to figure, I love your lick-lighter idea, but it's got to be a football guy. No, I know, I know. Do you go, who was the, uh, the Wisconsin coach before Alvarez?
2: Uh, oh, boy, I don't, um, don't remember going that far back.
3: Uh, Morton. He tried to bring the Veer in the late '80s to the Big Ten, and they were awful, mm. just brutal. So that would be your seventh place one, maybe Denny Green. Yeah, you do something like that, and they just move up the tiers. Beckler for first. Mm-hmm. He can't go. Oh Joe my Pop. God,
2: I can't think of his name. Uh, is it Illinois? Um, is it, is it, he's been he's coaching forever. Oh, my Ron God. Ron Zook? There you go. Thank the Zooker? Yes. Zooker for seven? Zooker's got one named after him, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it's quarter before noon. We'll come back, wrap it up. I The uh, Iowa High School Athletic Association uh, ruled somebody else ineligible. Yeah,
3: a kid from Clear Creek, Amana. this one. So what do we make of this? Well, are this? Are they just getting to their desk now? Very well might happen. Who knows? You know, Southeast folks got a couple of kids. Two of them are eligible. They had three that transferred in. One isn't. Waukee's got a kid. Are they just going to say, everybody now, if you came from out of state, can't play? It feels like that direction we're heading. And this one really stings. This kid has a couple of mid-major type offers. Illinois State, Northern Illinois, FCS, and some MAC offers. But he's playing to get that last-minute offer from Illinois. Mm -hmm. To get that Big Ten offer. Well, sorry, your season's over. You came here, you moved here. And now that's being ripped away. This one stings more than Ruby, who's already going to Kansas State. This one stings more than Bruce, who's already committed to Iowa. This is a kid trying to get that Big Ten offer and might not get that opportunity
2: now. All right, come back, wrap things up. Miller and Condon till noon. 1460 kicks and 010. Skin building. All right, final couple of minutes here. 45 minutes away from Cubs Pirates this afternoon. Oh, yeah. Early baseball action. So we've got uh, some NFL action, if you want to call it that tonight. Miami, who's <laughs> winless, will uh, face off against Jacksonville, who's 1-1. One one. How did the Colts lose to Jacksonville after what we saw them do to the Vikings? geek. Um, so 1-1 one, uh, one and one versus winless. Do you have an opinion on this game?
3: Uh, I will end up betting it. I don't have a strong opinion what's, one way what's or the, the other. What's the number? The number right now sits at a field goal for Jacksonville. Boy, it feels almost too easy to lay it. I, I, I'm with you. I think Jacksonville's a
2: way better football team.
3: Miami's shown signs though. Both weeks, the the, the comeback last week in the uh, in the game against Bills, the Bills, yeah. and they've lost to who? Um, and the Patriots. Patriots right? Yeah, they hung around in yeah, that game. Fair point. So,
2: fair point. Maybe a little tougher than you think on yeah. the surface. Yeah, I don't have an opinion. Um, I really don't. I don't think that uh, if you force me to bet, I would lay the points. Take Jacksonville.
3: Going to lay the points tonight with the Lakers. What's that number? Six. Okay. Going to lay it there. Got an underdog in baseball here today. A couple local teams involved. Cardinals, Brewers. Brewers have to win. Brewers have to win, and they have Corbin out there who has been—he's in the Cy Young conversation as he should be. Yeah. He's got like—he's not going to win it, but he's in yeah. the conversation. Eighty-three strikeouts and like fifty-three innings—he's just yeah. absolutely crazy. Who is the Cy Young winner?
2: Degrom or Bauer? Bauer, boy, Degrom.
3: Man. Hey.
2: I'm with you. I think I would vote Bauer, but. What's the Gram one? The last two is he won two in a row? Finally,
3: finally get some help and any kind of support at all.
2: Mm-hmm. Talk about hard zone. So why why do you why do you on the just because of the
3: matchup pitching wise? Yeah, uh, Kim on the other side for the Cardinals mm-hmm. was really good in his own right. Yeah. he's been a really pleasant surprise for them. Plus one thirty five though.
2: Take a stab. I How, like the number. You like had the, the number hockey the last number. night. How'd your baseball bets do?
3: Uh one in one. Hit the Rays, which they were a big favorite, but I thought. Price was good there, minus one hundred and fifty it was, so took home that one, and uh, again took two or three legs of the parlay that I threw out there, tougher than you think aren 't they? Yes, they are, and uh, i 'll be playing around with more don 't have one ready to go at this point, but yeah, Lakers tonight i 'm excited to get some n b a back
2: in there too. It was fun that 's been a fun series it was it was fun series last night the, what I yeah. watched of the game last Tyler night. Hero. Isn't he something? Trent, he didn't even start the game. He finished with 37. And here's the most important part. They were clutch 37. Well, not all of them. But down the stretch, I mean, you could count on this kid. Jimmy Buckets was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, that Miami, that's a tough team.
3: Seeing uh, there was numbers last night, guys of a certain age to score 30 points in a playoff game, or I think it was a conference final game. Mm-hmm. He's 20 years old. He's 20. He's younger than Kobe was the yeah. first time he scored 30 in a conference Tyler final. Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero. Jeez. Looks like he's 16. Yeah. Out
2: there hitting buckets and boy, jawing a little bit. That was unbelievable. That was a really good, that was a fun basketball game. Mm-hmm. Again, I didn't, I watched more uh, White Sox uh, early, and, and the Indians' boy, Luis uh, Robert. He can, he's 0 for Cleveland. 0 for Cleveland. They wrap and up And he has
3: slowed down in a
2: big oh, way here over the last three, four weeks. The proverbial wall, the rookie wall. You wouldn't think in a 60-game series, but it's been a sprint. So. You know,
3: McCann has been a really nice pickup for them. Mm-hmm. We, we've talked about Carnacion. Encarnacion. You talk about sunk He hit a home run last night. But he's been off all season. He's been like 175. Mm. Just terrible. And no pop to come along
2: with it until last night. But that was one that did not
3: come
2: up their way. I wonder why he started that. I don't know. He did it in Toronto for sure. He was probably doing that before he got there. Yeah, you're right. He's one of those guys that seemingly is at the end. As we are on a uh, Thursday as we run out of program. But Murph and Andy are coming up today at 2 o'clock. Of course, the Fanatics in here. I believe Cyclone Fanatic Radio goes tonight, do they not? Yes, they do. They're underway at 6, so we'll uh, hear from them. All right, we're back tomorrow. Miller and Condon, thanks for being with us. We're 10 to noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.
1: and Ross Peterson. They are the sports fanatics on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.